Welcome to the Sport on Tees football podcast. This episode is a Middlesbrough Football Club special and we are here with... Bartes resists the pressure from Campbell but could find himself quickly under pressure here. It's Whelan again. Bartes has got back into goal now. This is Windass. Campbell is free. Andy Campbell has done it. And even against the side like Manchester United, you'd surely say now that Middlesbrough are in the fifth round of the FA Cup. He's onside. It's Andy Campbell. It's in. Campbell comes off the bench to be a hero. A superhero. As you can probably tell by the intro, I'm joined by former Middlesbrough striker and Cardiff striker Andy Campbell. Thanks for joining us, Andy. It was your birthday yesterday as well, so happy birthday is in order there. I'm also joined by Jimmy Lees as well, Borough Fan TV presenter. You forgot about me there for a second, didn't you, Josh? Yeah. All, all over Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know who he is. Not as much I'll, as you, mate. I'll get, I'll get you back from the tar market on Borough Fan <laughs> <laughs> Right, so we'll talk about Borough. What have you made of Borough's season so far, Andy? Um... I think we've certainly flattered to deceive. Um, I look at the teams we've got who were there at the minute with Cardiff and Wolves, and obviously Wolves got promoted last week, and it's just a little bit of disappointment really that that should have been us. And um, I don't know, you know, obviously the manager left during the season, which I do believe was the right decision, and uh, and and the chairman did it for me at the right time. Maybe he could have done it a week or two earlier, but doing it after a victory was. It came to a surprise from everybody, but me personally, it needed to be done. It needed to change. The players were looking very stale, and uh, and it needed a fresh change. And I think they've got the right man in, in, in charge. I just think it's probably come a little bit too late for for this season. And if we can get the playoffs, great. Um, if we can go up, it's it's a big ask. But um, personally, I do think it's a little bit too much to ask. Is that your thoughts as well? Well, really? I think, yeah, kind of. I echo everything Andy said there, but it's it's a weird thing. I was listening to Talk Sport the other night. And Adrian Durham cannot look past us to go up. No, no. He, 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 he thinks we're nailed on to go up, which, yeah. like, from the outside looking in, are we a decent team? I mean, I'm there every week seeing us and, like, we're getting through games, we're, we're getting victories just, we're not playing brilliant and yet we're in the top six still. I think people look at the size of the squad and look at the kind of players that we've got and, and, and the players we've got on the bench at the minute, you know what yeah. I mean? That they would get into it. Every championship scene, nearly. You know what I mean? And it's one hell of a squad, and players have done it before in that squad already. Yeah, and, and I think the playoffs and notoriously the team who finishes fifth and sixth normally go up. You know what I mean? So the, the, the omens, the omens are there. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're playing well, and you know, yeah, everyone's writing Derby off and Derby are just outside the playoffs, and obviously a big game Saturday. But um, I'd, I'd love us to go up. I, I, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm honest, and I, I, I want us to go. I want Premier League football, and I'm greedy, but. Um, the, the manager's got a big job in the summer, and you know what I mean. It would be a, too much of a bigger job to do it in the Premier League. Uh, you know what I mean? Because it has to be an even bigger clear out. Because it's you know what I mean. We want to succeed. We want to do well, and we don't want to go up and come straight back down again. We want to go up with stability and and do it the right way. And I, I just think it's a massive ask. Do you think he'd want us to go up to the Premier League now, though? Because surely for Tony Pulis, it's like, well, I've got a bigger transfer budget, I can attract better players that I want to play for the football club, rather than having to be a little bit more tactful while <coughs> no, no, I'm buying players. Totally agree, and I think I think the financial uh, nous what comes with the Premier League and, and the parachute payments, this football club needs to go up. Yeah. The chairman needs the football club to go up. The chief exec needs the football club to go up. The fans the need does. us to go up. The town needs us to go up. The supporters demand it. You know what I mean? The, 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 the attendance is not great again, um, and you know what I mean. They're dwindling a little bit, and and sometimes I look at the brand of football at times and think, can you blame them? You know what I mean. But mm. like you're saying, you know what I mean. We're not playing great, and yeah. outsiders looking in, 
Adrian Durham and, and some of the Sky Sports panellists and experts, you know what I mean? They, they look at us, they look at us and we're, we're underachieving and we are. Yeah. And oh, as yeah, fans, we're underachieving, but yeah. you know what I mean? We, we still got a chance, we're in there, you know what I mean? And when, you, when you've got a chance, anything can happen. In playoffs, we've, we've seen before, we got lucky for me last time we were in the playoffs and played Brentford, who were the weakest of the, of the line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this time round, it could be Cardiff, it could be, it could be Millwall, it could be Villa, it could be Derby. It's going to be tough, but it's going to be tough for whoever plays us as well. So, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah there is one of them teams. I remember we we drew with Brighton that season, mm. and we were all like, "Get him! We've actually got we've got Brentford in the playoffs, and yeah. we're all really happy." But this year, around there yeah. isn't that team that we. No, no I, I, I wouldn't want any of them to be fair. Um, maybe only Derby at a push because yeah. okay, the the battered us at our place this season, but they're not playing too great. I wouldn't want to play Millwall at the moment. Obviously, we got them last home game of the season. I wouldn't want to play Fulham as well. We yeah. we played Fulham off the park first half. But yeah. Look at the way, the way they're doing it now. They're on absolute fire, and yeah. know, they're scoring goals, they're creating chances, they're keeping clean sheets. Normally, yeah. you know, I mean, they didn't do the other, the other day with a, a, a late equaliser, but it's 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 just a lottery of football, and yeah. if, if you've got to get in there. And, and the, the most important thing is the next three games is the vital. You know, I mean, they couldn't come out any harder. They're not about runnings of, of teams who've got tough runnings, but don't come any harder than the three games that we've got. Because even the last game of the season, they'll they'll have nothing to play for, but they may have a new manager in place, and it yeah, just yeah. makes things a lot harder for us personally. Yeah, you got full of Millwall this Friday as well, like absolutely huge game. Like yeah, every, every game's coming thick and fast and all massive. It's like, yeah. I mean, this is why we watch football all. You know, it, it, as a butterfly, you want something to fight for again the yeah. season. Because I probably like comment like a few years when you were there, Andy. Like at Borough, we're like mid-table mediocrity, weren't we? Yeah. Like we never really fight relegation. We flirted with Europe a couple of times, but yeah. it was always just quite safe, wasn't it? But yeah. like. We got some fight for it in the season. As a player, as a player, you want you want to be you, you want to be going into the season, and, and I know it's not nice to be fighting relegation, but you, yeah. every game's got to mean something. Yeah, you know what I mean. And as a local boy playing for the club, it was always every game meant something for me. Yeah, but you see some of the, you see some of the games and some of the results in football. That it's not for Middlesbrough games, but in in, in football terms. Players look like they don't care because yeah. there's nothing to play for. In, 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 you know what I mean? They've got World Cups in the summer. You know what I mean? There's more important fish to fry for them, and and that's what I don't want for this football club. And I want it, I want every game to mean something, and you know, like like it did to me. Yeah. Did you ever find out when you're a borough though? Sorry, Josh, I'm asking. I'm saying that. I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> no, so did you ever find out when you're a borough? So I look at like the years, like Brian Robson's last few years and stuff yeah. like that, where you know we're a steady Premier League club. Yeah. yeah. By the time when uh, Teddy Venables came in, did you ever find it was like maybe a few players that weren't from the area thinking, ah, oh, do you know what? Last few games, I'm, I'm not really bothered. We're not got nothing to fight for. Can you tell they took the foot off the gas a little bit? Yeah, I think I think I think sometimes it's it's probably the, the normal thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's it's going through emotions. It's not wanting to get injured. It's yeah. it's it's saving yourself for next season in a way. Or it's looking for a new club or it's yeah. European Championships or World Cups and and things. But you know, what I mean, for me, I was. I was a local boy, you know what I mean. I was still living in the area. I, w- I was fighting for a new contract. I was fighting to get my name established at the football club. And yeah. I always, every time I went on the pitch, I needed to impress. I had to impress because yeah. I had world class footballers ahead of me who, yeah. who, who I knew were miles better than me. So I had to go that extra mile yeah. and try harder than, than anybody did. The fans didn't think they were miles better than you, though. I remember no, the no. times at tennises, <laughs> mate. Like uh, every time we'd see the lineup with Ricard and Dina up front, everyone's getting off. Where's Andy Campbell? Where's Andy Campbell? Why's Andy Campbell not playing? He's wrapping him. That was all everyone was saying every yeah. time. That was great. I, I had a great rapport with the fans and still do to this day. And it's it's great to be to be still known and still and still appreciated in the area that, that the effort I put in. You know what I mean? That we we achieved quite a lot in a short space of time and we got. To where we wanted to be, or where the manager and the chairman wanted to be, and the fans wanted to be, really quickly, and, yeah. and established ourselves at the time as a good, solid football club who could yeah, attract yeah. the world's best players. And yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. If this thing uh, with the FA didn't happen, who knows? You know what I mean. I was talking about that a few weeks ago, and um, 
the, the players we were attracting at the time, oh jeez, it's unbelievable. So well, who could we have got that next summer? I remember seeing this, you know, I think it was, was like Roberto Carlos. Roberto Carlos, Romario. It wouldldn't surprise Romario, me. Romario, because... Paul Interstreet was signed, uh, Des Walker, who were all good players at yeah, the time, yeah. still, weren't they? Yeah. And it's like, you know. And we, Wilbur, he's all yeah. got Santorio or Inter Milan. Yeah, or, yeah. We, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we Madrid, and that's where they went. And, yeah. It wasn't realistic to think we could have had Romario and Robbie Carlos playing a borough. Yeah. Mental, that, innit? Yeah. Well, for the players we had, though, it was, yeah. it was, it was probably the next level. Yeah, next yeah, was, yeah. The, the players would have stayed, and, you know, I mean, Rav wouldn't have gone in the summer, and it would have, yeah. it would have made, it would have made more sense. It just flattered to see at the end. It was a horrible season. It just made ten times worse with the two Wembley finals as well. So was it like, because borough fans, like my generation as well, look back at that and think, oh, no mint then like absolutely mint yeah. played some rugby <laughs> football okay we got relegated two cup finals first like major cup finals we ever had we look back fondly on that season even though it ultimately ended in dis- pure disappointment we are saying there that like now a terrible season so do you as a football look at black and think, I think individual, just, that's just my individuality just just looking back now at, at, at um, how it ended you yeah. know what I mean look, looking back now we lost two cup finals and got relegated yeah well you look at that on paper it's like what's a pretty shit season you know what I mean yeah but, but you know what I mean personally I had a uh, even if you just turn one of the cup fans into a win or stayed yeah. up, you know what I mean? Anything, you know what I mean, to be a success. But to go to two cup fans in one year, the amount of games we played, the amount of success we had, the brand of football we played, it yeah. was so expansive, so attacking, you know what I mean? We were we were a little bit like the Newcastle of old, Kevin Keegan, you know what yeah, I mean? We were winning yeah. games 4 3 and getting beat 5 4, and you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and going to Tottenham and, and winning, you know, and that was never heard of. And us to go to London and put a performance on or go to Old Trafford and, and take the game to them, you know yeah. what I mean? That we weren't scared of anybody, and the manager instilled that in everybody, and I think that's just his. Just his attitude in football, he, he didn't really, he didn't, he didn't have any, have any nerves or I was scared of anything. No, he just no. threw himself in, double footed it to everything and, and his life. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, 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 he, and he and he gave us that belief and and it just worked and and the, and the players he could bring in just give us lesser players and young lads and local boys a belief that we're playing with Janini, we're playing with Rabinari, we're playing yeah. with Anderson, we're playing with Feste, we're playing with Branco, we're Branca, Brazilian internationals and mm-hmm. and you know we were getting coached and managed by. England nationals and yeah. captains and it's just it's, it's surreal yeah, what, really what was the chemistry like in that squad to obviously make it to the final but still get relegated I think with him bringing Italians in you know what I mean there was a divide and, and, and I think that that was always going to happen because I don't think you know what I mean we had we had Gordon McQueen who was the, probably the most Scottish person I had ever come across, <laughs> and, and Viv Anderson, who was who was a cheeky chappy and, and the gaffer who, who who just spoke his mind, and you know, I mean, it must be hard for the foreigners to come in and understand what's what's getting said from us local boys, from yeah. uh, from other English players, and from Irish people who we had a lot at the time, and Scottish people who we had at the time, and it was it must be so hard for them, and I think there was a divide because the Italians were together, Brazilians were together and, and the English boys stuck together, the young lads stuck together, there were so many little pockets of groups and I, maybe that was a maybe a, a defined reason why things didn't work out the way they did and team morale and how much teams now spend together in hotels on a Friday, it, it didn't happen when when we were together, it was, it was, it was, it was we stayed at home a lot with, with home games now, the teams are, are together 24-7 and you know I mean, they don't see the families for weeks on end and it's so different now, football now, and, you know I mean, maybe that's, that's a reason, there's no excuse, you know what I mean, we had a it was a great season, but despite the season, the same season. It was, it's a, it's a, it was a juggling act. And still a huge divide, like in, in squads now. Look, that's what last one of the main comments on yeah. last season was like yeah. a massive divide between the Spanish speaking lads, English speaking lads. The room said it as soon as he left, didn't he? Yeah. But I think so the manager, the manager, thinks. I think obviously Stewart was very outspoken, and um, and obviously the England boy, English boys were, and, uh, and and how stuck together they were at the end when when, when we got promoted, and mm. you know what I mean. It looked like it's a, it's a them and us, and you know what I mean. It's so disappointing, but fans can see it a mile off, and yeah. you know what I mean. The way that you celebrate after a game and. Um, and obviously the manager had his, his, his cohort with him and, and people who supported him and 
Um, and obviously Leo supported him really well, but it's, it's everyone's got to be together and pushing in the right direction at the time is, and that's that's going up, that's staying up, that's surviving relegation and the formula wasn't there and results speak for itself and, and hence the reason why we are where we are now. Yeah, do you think, I mean, I, I look back at like uh, the promotion season and I think it was just pure quality of player that got us up there because like, I think that team was the best team in that league that year. No, yeah, Burnley weren't better than us. Five hundred million. No, but you look at Burnley now. You know what I mean? That he's got he's got a brand of football and he's got a style <laughs> which he plays and he keeps to and and it works for him and it works for football club. But yeah. I couldn't sit and watch that week in week out no. year after year. And you know what I mean? I'd rather be up and down in a yo-yo club, so to speak, and than than watch that kind of brand of football and. Uh, you know, people might say now about Tony Pulis and his brand because Stoke City, West Brom, etc. Their fans can be quite outspoken about about old managers and, and things, but for me, it's continuity. You know what I mean? Manager needs to give given a chance. He needs to be given a, a pot of money and bring his own kind of players in and, and, and see what it is. Tony's not a he's not a championship manager. He's a, he's a he's a Premiership manager and he's got a, he's got a track record of that. And it'd be interesting to see if and when he can get his up there. You know what I mean? For me, we'll be in a better position because we've gone up before with people who've done well in the championship, mm. not Premiership managers with who are trying their trying their arm. And yeah, yeah. for me, if we went up this year, we'd be in a better position than Wolves are because Wolves are going up unheard of. We'd have a, ch- a Premiership manager who would know the league and knows what goes on. Yeah, but look, the football uh, Wolves can attract. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, Sam Nevers in the championship. Yeah. Like it's yeah. by yeah. far but, the best but, midfielder I've seen in that oh, league. It's superb, and the yeah. way, and the way that the pass goes off the park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I watched the Cardiff game the week after, and they absolutely passed them off the park as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's not it's not luck they do it week in week yeah. out and midfield you know what I mean they just they lack probably a, a 30, 30 goal striker week yeah. in week out and yeah. if they did that they wouldn't have lost a game this season I don't believe <laughs> no, no. you know what I mean and it's, it's such it's, it's, that, it's that fine line isn't it you know what I mean football and you know what I mean but you know what I mean it's all about Wolves and you know what I mean F- looking forward you know what I mean that if we play Wolves next year then we're in the Premier League Cardiff as well there. just talked about watching them we're, we're going to have to talk about them because yeah. You enjoyed your time there. What is it about Cardiff this season under Neil Warnock? Because I think in the Championship, there's always that one team that people think, oh, they'll drop away. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it was probably Cardiff at the start of the season. Same, uh, and yeah. it's probably a bit ignorant of everyone, but it always happens. But yeah. what is it about Cardiff this season? I, I, I have to say, been in football for a long time, came across Neil years and years and years ago, and he always liked the way he worked, and I always liked that he was... He's always very honest, well, probably maybe massively too honest with his interviews and things, but he's always said that he hates the Premier League, he loves the Championship, he loves League One, and he just loves football, league football. And, yeah. uh, and you know what I mean? He knows the league inside out, he knows what it takes to get out of the Championship. He's done it so many times, and you know what I mean? And I hope for his sake and for the football club's sake, and you know what I mean? My, obviously, my history that, that they get out of it this year is. is, is in second place because you know what I mean if we get in the playoffs it'd be a nightmare because they're nailed on the play middle somewhere down the line in, yeah. in, this, in the semi or the final but you know I mean he knows that league and the players that he's got they're not they're not the best players in the championship you know no. what I mean he's he's got a belief in his players and the players are running through a brick wall and they going out on the pitch for ninety minutes believing that they're the best player in the championship and that's what he does he he tells them they are and they start to believe it and you know he's always said and it'd be interesting if they get promoted this year will he stay because he just signed a new deal last week and. He's always said he doesn't like the championship, and but he's always said he loves, loves Steve Gibson as well. So one day it wouldn't surprise me if he did come back, get, did come up here because he absolutely loves. He's loves been Steve. linked with us loads, yeah. hasn't he? he loves been linked with that because when we were we were linked with um, with him just before Gary Monk got the sack, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. It was like a big rumor going around. It was like about I'd say about three weeks before Gary Monk ended up getting the sack, saying that no, Monk's getting the sack this week and uh, Neil Warnock's coming. Mm. But I don't know whether I'd be, even though like his track record, I don't know whether like I don't know. I'd, it's I'd, the same as Tony Pulis in a way. Everyone, yeah. well, 
he always gets people up and he always does a great it's job. A bra- it's, 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 it's a brand of football, you know what I mean? I had an argument on Twitter a couple of weeks ago with a, uh, <laughs> with someone from Fulham about uh, posi- about possession football and, and results and possession going hand in hand. And I, I disagree because Cardiff's a prime example. You know what I mean? I, I showed her stats of 10 games. Cardiff had 33 possession of football in 9 of them 10 games, but they won them all. Yeah. It's what's more important, keeping the ball and having your team in possession of the ball or winning the football match. You know what I mean? Going back to Middlesbrough games in in the past, we used to have the ball all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? We might let goals in, we might score, score more goals and lose more games, but the brand was very good. There, winning games one nil, two nil. I'll be honest. Nil, it's, it's 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 a fine balance. What do you want? It's a. I, I want wins. I yeah. couldn't give a monkey's how we play. If yeah. if we have thirty percent possession every week. And we win every game. I could not give a monkey's like under, I, under I, Cranker. Do we not? Do we not have that kind of stuff? Yeah, definitely. Because we were so, just winning one nil and then hanging on for the rest yeah. of the game. We, d- we did generally have a lot of the ball as well. Look, be I think fair. first and half we did. Home, I think first home. half we did. I think second yeah. half, like Josh said there, that we. You know, I mean, we sat for like 20, 25 minutes, but no one ever looked like scoring against us. No. And I think that's what yeah, Neil's got. Neil's got a back four. He seems to lads will come off injured on, on a Tuesday. Guaranteed they'll play on the Saturday because he just gets them. Believing that they're fit, believing that they can run through a brick wall, and they believe that they keep a clean sheet, and they are. And they've got the best defensive record in the championship, and they haven't got the best keeper in the championship. They haven't got the best centre halves or the best full back. So they've got, you know, ex Middlesbrough left back. You know what I mean? He's not yeah. the best player in the championship. He's not the best left back, but he's a good oh, footballer. I wouldn't have him anywhere near. You know what I mean? He's, uh, but he does a good job, and you know what I mean. But Neil's got that. He's got, he's got in, that instilled in his football club, all from top to bottom. They've done exactly that. I was, I was at the Cardiff match away this season, and. Chance we were pants, we were yeah. really, really bad, and they kind of went at us a little bit early doors. Got a goal from a set piece, Shaw Morrison. It'll be fair, I don't think he's one of the best centre half. He's, he's, yeah. he's very good at what he does and gets yeah. goals as well, scores yeah. goals. But is he better than Daniel Liala? No, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any, anywhere near him. But after that, I mean, they just sat back, we had loads of ball, yeah. but we just didn't look anywhere near like scoring. Rooney just said he was going off for headers with his arse and whatnot. He had a <laughs> terrible, terrible game. But yeah, we just didn't look like scoring against yeah. him. He hasn't well drilled. And he hasn't well drilled. And when when he when he wants them to sit in and dig in, it's like he it's like he clicks his fingers or makes makes a sign that they all sit and that's yeah. it. And they're, not, they're not going forward. They're just going to sit and protect. And that's a good manager. That you know I mean? Well, it is because yeah. worst case scenario, they let a goal in. So then they're happy with the draw. They'll take a draw and yeah. point to point. You know what I mean? Where they are in the league at the minute. Point to point, and you know, I mean, they're what they're seven points away from getting promoted out of three games, and you think they might not need that. I, I, I can't see Fulham winning on Friday night, yeah. I can't see Millwall not getting a result after dropping points. Yeah, I think Millwall will get a result if that's a point or three. Then Cardiff and Cardiff could get promoted to Derby on Tuesday night or Wednesday, yeah. or whatever it is. It's, they could lose to Forest. You know what I mean? Aitor could come down to Cardiff on Saturday <laughs> and sit and, and do exactly what it could be the worst game of football I've ever seen with no one, no one attacking. It just could be one of them games. But it's, it's you know what I mean? Aitor made the problem of coming to us and not doing what he normally did. And, I think the, you know I mean? think, he, I think the day got over, emotion over <laughs> yeah. coming, didn't it? Last year. Yeah, I think he lost his tactical now because uh, he just he just he lost a plot for me that game. Yeah. You let him. I'm glad he did. Oh yeah, too. Nice. <laughs> you just mentioned that derby game there for Cardiff on Tuesday night. You enjoyed that one on Twitter when the game. Yeah, was well, the thing is, though, there's 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 a right way of doing things. There's a wrong way of doing things. You know what I mean? People keep harping on about '97, and you know what I mean. I was I was fit, and I was I was I was on the bus ready to travel to da- uh, ready to travel to Blackburn. Sorry, and yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And uh, and I'd love that because it would have been an opportunity for me to platform on a big stage at the time because they were a big club. And I was ready to go, and you know what I mean. I'd have played with anybody; it wouldn't have bothered me. Uh, but the FA made a decision, and then changed things round, and you know what I mean. But 
you can't call the game up in this no no snow. Yeah, football club. Yeah, it's just regardless regardless ridiculous. what's going on on surrounding Absolute areas. Joke. You know what I mean? You can't you can't have Cardiff players fans travelling for four or five hours down the road and calling the game off. You know what I mean? And uh, I got invited onto BBC Radio Derby um, of the bloke who does uh, all the games and flatly refused because I'm not getting stitched up. I do it, but I'll do it once the season's finished and I'll tell him exactly for me what's right and wrong. You know what I mean? The right the right thing to do was. Was play the game and regardless if you've got injuries, you've got no injuries, you know what I mean? I hope they go there on Tuesday night or Wednesday night and they get promoted and it will just and the celebrations <laughs> there will just be crazy because you know what I mean? It'll just be it'll just shove it down the throats because yeah. it's the right thing to do. Because if that's football and there is a god the football god up the god up there, then then it happens. But you know what I mean, for me personally, I would love both Middlesbrough and Cardiff to get promoted and, and, and do it in style and you know what I mean. So the way to get promoted for the borough, it'll be at Wembley because we've got so many um never won there, have we? Uh, no, we've got big, got big by Chelsea. Yeah. Zen- twice. Zen- Zen- Three times by Chelsea, sorry, yeah. Yeah, FA Cup, League Cup, and then uh, Leicester. We'll be drew. We've got a draw. Yeah. And then the Norwich game. We've got a draw. So Norwich, yeah. Norwich, yeah. yeah. We've got many Cardiff. We've got many goals there. We scored. We scored it. We scored against Leicester. Didn't we? We've scored against yeah. Leicester. Ravinelli, yeah. Is that it? Is that I it? think that's, that's it, yeah. It, yeah. Didn't score. You got beat one 0 Zenith State, didn't we? Yeah, we got, got beat two 0 by Chelsea both times. Both times. Yeah, and one all Leicester. Leicester, but that was extra time, so we really see. Yeah, two nil Norwich. Yeah, so we have so scored in ninety minutes. Scored ninety minutes. It's not a very good one, is it? <laughs> Absolutely screwed. <laughs> now you touched earlier about having a great relationship with the Borough fans, and that's probably somewhat easier than going away to Cardiff and still having a great relationship with them. Because you see it all over Twitter. Yeah. What are your memories of going and playing down in Cardiff? Because obviously, probably the highlight of your career happened there. Is it? Yeah. Well, as I say, it was a, it was a it was a surreal thing moving because you know what I mean. It, uh, to go into training one day at the Borough and be told by Steve McLaren that that not needed and, and basically that's it to drive all the way down the other end of the country. You know what I mean? For a, a manager which I knew under Lenny Lawrence was was great because you know it made things a little bit easier. Knowing Cav, uh, Graham Cavanagh from the middle of the days, it was it was great. But playing for. Uh, Playing for Cardiff was just it, it just reminded me of Middlesbrough. You know what I mean? Because I was I got brought up playing, watching games at Essen Park. Didn't luckily didn't look didn't get to play at Essen Park, which which was disappointing because I watched all the games and we were with my dad and my brother and stuff. But to play at Ninian Park was just hand in hand with Essen Park. It was it was so old. It was so run down. The atmosphere was just everyone was on top. It was hostile. It was great and <coughs> it was just it was just it was just like playing for Middlesbrough, uh, but in just a different country. Yeah, could you talk us through that goal that you scored in the playoff? Uh, I remember watching that. It was, 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 Luckily enough, I trained, trained for a, a day or two, so the manager said it was, I'd, I'd be sub, I'd be involved, and, and he'd give me half an hour uh, if, if I was lucky, you know, depending on how the game was going. And, you know, we came on for the last 15 minutes of normal time, and, and I could just I could sense that there was a, a, a very surreal feeling in the, in, the, in, the, in the stadium. And, you know, I mean, halfway through extra time, you know, we started talking about penalties and who would fancy one. So all was going through my head from 105 minutes to up to my goal was, Jesus. Penalty, you know what we're going to do. Where we're going to put it, you know what I mean. Look at the goalkeeper, you know what I mean. And luckily enough, and the ball went over the top, and Gareth Wally played the ball over the top, and Danny Shitu uh, tried to read, read, uh, read my run, and got nowhere near it, and lobbed it over Chris Day. It was just, oh, it was just, it was just madness, you know what I mean. From that moment to probably the Tuesday, so that was the Sunday to the Tuesday, it was just, it was, it, feet didn't touch the ground. It was everything was just a buzz, and everything was just mad, and you know what I mean. From the changing room to. To going home on the Monday, 
to the first time I've been being back in the house, still in my kit, and you know, what I mean, it was just a, it was just a, just a crazy thing. It was just a, you know, I, mean, I read uh, Twitter about the I couldn't stand the lads, and you know, what I mean, they got promoted the other day, and one of the lads didn't. He, he, he couldn't remember where, where he put his phone in his car keys but he walked to the door and he still had his kit on from the night before and, you know what I mean that, 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 it does happen and that, you know, I can just relate to him because you just you just get too much too caught up in the moment you know what I mean Ben did it when we got promoted against um, Brighton that he's out and he's in his kit and everyone else is in the, in, in, in the shirt and ties and so, you just just got get caught up in the moment and you know what I mean went out on the Tuesday for a, a couple of drinks before I was going to drive back to um, to Middlesbrough with, with my daughter and my wife and didn't buy a drink all day, you know. When you're in a pub and people are just bringing drinks over to me and everybody else. And it's just like it, it just meant so much to everybody. And you know what I mean. And it's only now that I look back in every year and it, it just gets brought up all the time. My birthday yesterday, and, you know what I mean. I've, I've been sent more photos over the last twenty four hours of me, of me goal and me celebration. That you know what I mean. It's starting to make. <laughs> starting to make I, I can I can start to see what I've had for my breakfast the night before. It's just it's, uh, it's just madness. It's great. Yeah, it's probably it's every. Boys' dream growing up to scoring a playoff final. Yeah, well, I, you know, I've got one. Reg- my biggest regret, my only regret in football is that I didn't get to play at Wembley. You know what I mean? I didn't get to play at Wembley because every time the Bills we got there, I was 17th man, which was heartbreaking at the time. But got to play in the playoff final, obviously with the stadium getting rebuilt. Yeah, it was at Millennium Stadium. But at the time, playing for Cardiff in Wales, I wouldn't change it for the world. It meant it meant even more because of the way the yeah, day yeah. went. But personally. You know what I mean? I don't I, I loved it to be in a Wembley because everybody's dream to score at Wembley, but to play and score in a, in a major stadium in a playoff final, in the way the way it was, and it was a cracking day, cracking goal, and you know, no one can ever take it away, and it's it's it's, it's great, it's fab. Yeah. Going back to Middlesbrough, then, how did you first get involved at the club? Um, well, I played for Martin um, as a young boy, um, and Ron Bourne and Keith Noble. Um, scouted me there and, and, and got me into schoolboy, so playing under 12, 13s, 14s, and uh, and then I signed for Middlesbrough at 14, so I signed two year schoolboy, which got me through to 16. Um, and then for them two years, obviously, I was trying to impress to get a YTS, and luckily enough, mum um, and dad got called in, and so I sat there with Ron Bourne and, um, and Lenny Lawrence at the time, and so I signed my two year YTS at the time, so 16 would have lasted me through to 18. and Obviously, things evolved once I'd um, signed for. Uh, once I played for the first team, so I signed, signed my professional contract. But uh, my first professional contract was 17 when I turned 17. Obviously, made my debut obviously when I was 16. But I was just to play for the schoolboys and to play with some of the players that I did at the time was was great. But then to play for the YTS and play in the reserves was 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 a great feeling. But then to make my debut at 16 at the Riverside in front of my friends, family, people I'd only left school with. Five months before was just a, just a dream, just an absolute dream. Yeah. So what what was it like to make your debut? As uh, a to be fair, it was, it, was, it was so nerve wracking. You know, what I mean, I remember the day because we always had a, the manager was always quite clever because I don't know if this was a plan or something Fergie did at, at United, but um, the gaffer always had one of us to go to home games and away games. So we were we cleaned boots, we made food for the boys on the bus for away games on home games. We we just helped the kit man out. So my turn was the Sheffield Wednesday game on <laughs> Friday at home. Um, oh, Chris Freestone, and, yeah. Yeah, so that yeah. was uh, so uh, we in the team meeting having a, having a meal like we always did, and you know, I mean, we always got felt like one of the players, so it wasn't it wasn't anything different. And he named the team, named the subs, and he named me as one of the subs. And I turned around to I think I turned around to to, to Robbie Mustard, Steve Vickers, and I said, I'm sure he just named my name on the bench. <laughs> he, went, he did, yeah. Did he not tell you? I said no, he didn't. So then the manager came over and asked me if I was all right. And so you know, I mean, two hours two hours later on. Stood on the sideline with eight minutes to go, ready for someone waiting for someone to kick the ball out so I could make my debut. And it was just, you know, I mean, it was great because obviously Chris made his, Chris Freo made his, his full debut, scored a goal. And for me to come on for him 
made it even better. You know what I mean? Because I was always good friends with Chris and still am to this day. And it was, it was great that we've both got this one affiliation together that that day meant so much to us. And yeah. we won the game three one, live on Sky. You know what I mean? Which I found the video actually it was Sky gimme. VHS video recording of the game, you know what I mean? <laughs> which, which probably never going to be any watch because uh, <laughs> I can't get it, don't can't get a copy. They don't exist. I can't get a can't get a video to get it to work. But no, it was a it was a great day, great day for me personally, my family, and you know, I mean, the manager was very clever with things he did. He did it clever the week after when maybe before debut at Liverpool, and he rang my mum and dad on the Friday night and told them that I was starting. I thought I was going to be sub because he told me that I was in the squad this week, so I was just expecting to be sub and. He told my mum and dad that I was I was starting, so they came down to the game without telling me. And the only person who didn't tell was the kit man because I turned up played the game without a shirt. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, which, which made things even more nerve wracking for me personally because I'm ready to play at ten to three without a shirt, and the manager's running outside in the in the way and trying to scramble a scramble a top for me, which uh, which did make things <laughs> a hell of a lot worse. But it just it, it makes memories, and you know, it's made a made a great, great memory for me and a story for me but it, I say I've got so much to be thankful for the for the gaffer for because he's he was an absolute superstar for me and giving me the opportunity in football and I'm forever really grateful for him yeah still calling him the gaffer now he so is, what, is, what is. I've seen him a couple of times he is he's, he's, he's always my, I, I, I remember the first time that we trained with him that he didn't know what to call him you know what I mean he's Brian he's a robot he still played he was he was, you know, he was, he was gaffer and that's the famous picture been, of yeah. him in his shorts and his check jacket and his, his shirt and tie and his, and his shorts yeah, it was, it was yeah. great yeah. So, so do you have much of an influence on your career then is that what uh, it's, yeah I can't thank him enough you know what I mean he gave me the opportunity just just, just the advice he gave me you know what I mean he was um, financial advice life advice you know what I mean the expectations of what goes on in football and you know what I mean to give me my debut and to help me along and you know, I mean, the advice he gave me, uh, obviously when he left as well, and you know, what I mean, uh, yeah, so, I mean, so it, it was, yeah, he he helped me to decide that maybe my future was was elsewhere at the football club, and I needed to move for my own development and and things to move, and you know, it was it was great with me. You know, he didn't do it out of malice to the football club because, you know, he did it to help my career and help me and help me as a person, and it was, yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm grateful for him. He was great for me. Yeah, you went into management as well, didn't you? West you Arthur. tried it, yeah. I tried, I tried it, and and I, to fair, I, I've enjoyed it, and I, I want to get back in if 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 the if it's right and it's correct. You know what I mean? I started off at Norton and Stockton Ancients, and and had loads of success and got promoted and won cups and uh, and done really well. And you know, I, I left there to try and make a step up, which which I did, and and, and was a little bit successful, but ended up a little bit sour. And it's a results business, and I, and I can relate to managers who get the sack because it's not nice, and it's not nice to get that pulled in the office and get told you're losing your job, and because. You 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 fail you but you know what I mean I knew that I knew that it was coming because I knew every the next time I lose I'm gone and you're never gonna get you're never gonna never gonna move away from that because I knew the the next defeat could be in a month's time or in a in a year's time I knew that the club were looking to get rid and you know what I mean I was it was probably sooner rather than later and it happens and uh, it took probably six months to to get over it properly uh, and watch a lot of football and and, and realise that I do want to get back into it but. It's got to be right. It's got to be right for my family. It's got to be right for me, and, and see what see what ends. You talk about Brian Robson. When you go into management, do you try and take some of the skills that he he used with you, or? Yeah, I think I think I do from all the managers. You know what I mean? Like obviously, obviously the gaffer at Middlesbrough was was very um, very confident in his own ability. You know what I mean? I've, I've played for Sam Allardyce. I played for Steve Bruce. Uh, played for Lenny Robbins. I played for a, a lot of managers at England under twenty one England under twenty one level, and they're all. They've all got the different different own aspects towards games. They're all they're all very 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 well off tactically, and you know be very confident in their ability. But you know what I mean. There's not 
some are shouters, some are very quiet, some will do the talking in the change room, some will do it on the pitch and just go and talk in the change room. It's it's just getting that fine balance of having your own input and, and your own stance on things and you know what I mean? I I went with my own ideas and, 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 and used a little bit from different people and you know, and it worked to a certain degree but it doesn't, doesn't always work and something you've got to be adaptable and, and I think next time round when it does come around I'll be a little bit more confident in things to do things, you know what I mean, and get a little bit more help because I, I was on my own a little bit. Me and Jimmy were talking about this one yeah. outside about the, the, the names you played with during your career for like my generation it's probably crazy thinking about playing with Emerson, Ravinelli and especially Giannini yeah. or like what is it like as a, a young Borough lad playing with those names? If someone had told me when I was at school like the year before that you're going to be playing with them kind of players I'd have just said you're joking you know I mean there's no in the world that those kind of players would come to the club never mind that I would get the opportunity <laughs> to play with them you know what I mean so I go back to the story we were we were training at Kirk Levitt in prison once uh, one pre-season because while the training ground was getting built and we were doing pre-season running and you know we were all tired we were all windy we were all complaining and I remember looking up and I said to one of the lads I think I said Mark Somerville I said oh it's Rabinelli that and he went what, you, what have you been drinking he said uh, he said, why would he why would he come here he just won the Champions League last week he's got no way in the world to come here. <laughs> half an hour later the manager walks up and with his arm around this grey haired fella uh, and introduced him to that new signing, Fabrizio Ravinelli. And I was like, my jaw just didn't hit the floor. I just couldn't believe what. <laughs> but those kind of things that, that you know what I mean? And, and, and straight away I'm thinking, I, I want to get, I need to get in that team. I need to get in that team because I want to play with him and I want to, I want to continue playing with Giannino. And it was just, it was, it was just the best of the best. And it doesn't get, it doesn't get any better. You know, what I mean, moved to, uh, luckily I was to play for my, played my country England under 21 level and playing the European Championships and played with Steven Gerrard and Michael Owen and Rio Ferdinand and. Look where their careers went, and you know what I mean. It was just great to be able to share the football pitch and share changing room and share ideas with those kind of players, and it was just it's surreal because you look back and I don't know, you know what I mean. The, the, the world class footballers to be in our group and the group that I played with um, was great, and I, I sometimes got to pinch myself to, to think that it was it was real. On you, you we were talking about obviously the class players that came and played for Borough. Now I remember as a Borough fan growing up around then. You were part of a crop of some like really really good young players, uh, but and I'm gonna I'm gonna list a few of them here. So there's yourself, yeah. Phil Stamp, yeah, who still had a half decent career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony Omarod, yeah. what a talent that lad was. He was well. I, I remember I remember the story about Anthony that, um, that Alex Ferguson was so so keen on signing. We went to his house, knocked on his door, and was, was really desperate to sign him at 15, 16. Yeah, he was that good. And he, he, he as, a, as, like. a, as a 14, 15 year old, you know what I mean? There was a lad at Sheffield Wednesday called Mark Platts who. Everyone was raving about him, and everyone was throwing houses at him and, and contracts at him. And yeah. Anth was the same. Anth was that good, and it was it was such a such a shock that things didn't work out the way that I expected. You know what I mean? So was it was it a heel injury had or something? Yeah, was it? just it, I think it was a growth thing that his his knees and, and things just weren't working the way that you know what I mean. Things were, and it is, he was good it, talent wise, he had everything. You yeah. know what I mean? He was always he was always bigger than everyone. He was always stronger than everyone. He was always quicker than I. I was quick. He was out of the list of players I'm list here, like he, he was the one I probably thought would have been like, the biggest and best career yeah. of a lot. Like, so I mean, you got Stevie Baker, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that game against Liverpool, man, Mark and Stephen Bannerman. Well, that, that's, that's the thing, you know. I mean, I, I, I saw Steve obviously every day in training, and I knew how good he can be. And yeah. when he was given that job, I knew he could do it, you know. Yeah. What I mean, I didn't, I didn't think he could do it as well as he did do it, but yeah. I knew he could do he it, and, 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 and you know, what I mean, it, he was unplayable. Um, but then things didn't work out for Steve, and you know what I mean. The way that after that game, everyone expected, you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and again, such a shame because play for his country, and 
and had just immense talent. And, yeah, he did. Yeah, he got a cap for Ireland. Yeah, and just he, immense talent. Had accent on him, right? Yeah, oh, he's, he's, most yeah. he's the most Yorkshire Irish man I've ever met. <laughs> <been, right? laughs> uh, another couple of years, Craig Addison, good fullback. He, he went to Palace after us, didn't he? Yeah, yeah Craig right? had a really bad injury. Well, he had two. He had, a Ill, he had, a, he had an illness before that. He, 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 he ruptured his, his appendix in, uh, in on, on Holland and nearly died. And that set him back about a year and a half, maybe two uh. years. And then broke his tib fib and, dis, and dislocated his knee in the same yeah. tackle. And Crystal Palace not finished it with 24. Yeah, yeah, because um, he was a good player. He was very good. Crazy. So he, he left us when we were Premier League, giving down the fest division. Well, at the time of Palace, yeah, he Palace, was on his own there. He yeah, was doing well at Palace. Well, it was the season when uh, when we got promoted from um, when we beat Oxford. Yeah, week in week out. You know what I mean? Probably for one of the first names on the team sheet. He's yeah, left yeah. forty. Everything started with him. He looked a player, and confident, good, big, strong. You know what I mean? He was a little bit like George Friend. Remind me, of George. I mean, yeah. a bit looks looks wise and playing wise. Looked yeah. like to get up. Good left foot. Good drop the shoulder. You know what I mean? Good it's drop the shoulder and just he's just handing go hand in hand with George really. Still good mate as well, Craig Harrison. Yeah, yeah charity walk. Yeah, 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 we had a charity walk a few weeks ago. We'll be doing that again. No, he knows that. <laughs> he knows that, and I've told him in no no uncertain terms that he can uh, he can go and uh, jump off a cliff. He, he, he was good, didn't Mike. He was one now this lad when he was coming through I thought Pauline's coming into his career this lad's a superb central midfield he's going to do something maximum about Mark, yeah, what, sure a, what a player he was Summers was my roommate and he couldn't come across a, a chalk and cheese lad on the pitch and off the pitch that once he crossed I know people say about people he's changed when he crossed the white line he was the nicest lad and the quietest lad off the pitch stick him on a pitch he would just go through a brick wall and yeah. he'd quick anything you know what I mean I remember uh, I remember he had a bit of a bit of chew with uh, Roy Keane a couple of years on the bounce that he, uh, he ended up the game when United got promoted and he, he put Roy Keane in hospital yeah. uh, and uh, Roy came up to the players lounge and warned him in no uncertain terms I'll get you back and to the year he did <laughs> he got him back and he was quite confident about that Roy and um, but Mark, he wasn't scared of anybody. You know, I mean, for his size, he would he would tackle Vieira and not even think twice about it. He would tackle Roy Keane, don't even think twice about it. And he, he used to score goals as well, getting the yeah, boxes. Yeah. Goal I, off I the remember goal. him having a man of match performance. Um, we're at home Wimbledon on Tuesday night in the Premier League. I think it was about ninety nine, yeah. two thousand, and he, he scored header against Wimbledon, and like he absolutely bossed the game. But I think he went to Carlisle after us, and like, he, did, like, yeah. he dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, he did. I, I say a lot of things to lads when when we when we when we look back and reminisce and we have a chat. You know what I mean about well, Craig did it. So Craig Craig for me was an injury what what, what knocked him back. But the best thing I did was move because I think you've got to move out the comfort zone and move out the area. Anthony Armand didn't want to move. Steve didn't want to move. Yeah. Mark didn't want to move. You know what I mean the people wanted to play local and at the time Hartlepool weren't doing very well. Darling weren't doing very well. Yeah. Carlisle weren't doing well, very Steve well. Steve went to Scarborough didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Played for Russell Slade there, yeah, didn't he? Did he? Russell, yeah, he was there. His brother was there and. Yeah. Scarborough not doing very well, York City not doing very well, so we were limited really in the area where you wanted to go. You had to move and go down yeah. south to to try and be a success, to try and get Phil Stamp, a, a bigger move. Yeah. Phil Stamp, he went hard to get Scotland. You know, I mean, you had to, you had yeah. to move away. You know, I mean, you had to have confidence in your own ability. You can always drive back and see your friends and see your family and stuff, but you had to make that big jump sometimes. And you know, what I mean, for me personally, you know, what I mean, for a lifestyle and 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 for you know, what I mean, it's just a life choice you get. You had to do. Yeah. So I've got three Irish lads this today that I remember coming through. One of them I don't, I don't remember him playing, but I remember him moving to Juventus. <coughs> Ronnie O'Brien. Ronnie O'Brien, Mickey Cummins, and Jason Gavin, who I thought was a really good centre-half. Yeah, Jay, Jay just lacked a little bit of pace, Jay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jay was very and good. Uh, well, to be fair, he had, the, he had a moustache when he was 12 year old, yeah. you know what I mean? I've never been able to grow one, to be fair, so he's, I was always jealous of Jay when he did that. Um, very good defender, Irish international. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, it just I don't know. You know I don't know if, if things like that went to people's heads and you know what I mean. Like, like, like Ronnie, Ronnie O'Brien, 
the the ability that you, that 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 lad had. I remember he came to see me. And he came to see no, he wasn't. But he came to see me one day and, and told me that he signed for Juventus. Now, I, honestly, Dad, I thought he was joking. I did start <laughs> laughing. I did start laughing, and then. Two weeks later, he's sending me he's sending me pictures of his villa and uh, and and photos with him and Edgar, Edgar Davids and you know what I mean. Fair play to him and you know what I mean. The team at the time won the Champions League and yeah. you know what I mean. He's a professional golfer now living in America and Is still he? speaks yeah still speaks to him yeah. How come we had like a, like well there's three Irish lads just listed there. What was the crack with like the Irish lads over a bullet? We had uh, we had a, we had a scouting network over there. You know what I mean? Because uh, obviously the lad who I'm going to mention now obviously wasn't. Obviously, I mentioned Cav, Alan Moore, yeah. you know what I mean? Alan, yeah, Alan, what a talent you know he mean? was. Alan, like. was, Alan was super, you know what I mean? Season, you know what I mean? He was like, for me, he was a, he was a, he was a Rangig's mould, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. He glide past people, he scored yeah. goals, he was he was confident, he was skinny, he was quick, he had, he had the works, he had the, he had the lot, but we had a, we just had a good good network over there, we had a lot more, and you know what I mean? The, the lads stayed in the Mayo Hotel in Stockton, and yeah, yeah. There, was, there, was, there was probably seven or eight more who, who didn't make the reserves of the first right, team, who played yeah, yeah. in the youth team, and um, who went on to... League of Ireland and, and, and make a career over there, semi-professional, and it's it's a good to have that kind of network as Irish players. You know what I mean? The Robbie Keynes and mm. you know what I mean that that obviously missed out on on, on him and, yeah, yeah. and and some other class uh, class players. Obviously, he missed out on him twice, didn't we? Robbie yeah, we look at Robbie Keane. You know what I mean? That he was playing for Cobra Ramblers before Nottingham Forest got all of it, yeah, and yeah. then he goes to United and and the rest is history. But you know, we just got to get lucky and, and find the right player at the right time. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? I remember going back. We had we had Rio Ferdinand on trial. Um, yeah, playing at Billingsman Thorny in a, in, a, in, a, in a game and, and offered him a contract and he turned it down to South West Ham. Didn't know that. Yeah, it was one of them things. And, you know what I mean, Rio? I, I, I played in that game and I was, I was like, this, this is, he's a player. He's, Did he play midfield that game? He played, he played midfield and centre forward. He scored three or four. Yeah. And, you, know what I mean, straight, uh, <laughs> you could tell he had talent, he had everything. He, had, he was bigger than everyone. Same as Anth. Yeah. Bigger, stronger, quicker. Quicker upstairs, quicker downstairs. And he was, yeah. he was, he was. You just knew he was going to eat a player. He's a yeah. player, but you just know you can tell, and especially at that age because they were physically more developed than than I was, and other people were. And you know what I mean? That that, that I got by with pure pace and determination and and, and their desire. And you know what I mean? I was always skinny, and you know what I mean? This is probably the biggest I've ever been, and I'm still on slight now. <laughs> you know what I mean? People just made to be. People just made to be different, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. You t- touched upon some names there, Jimmy. Yeah. Is there anyone else that surprises you that never made it? Because I think through. Through the history of Borough, there's loads because Nathan Porritt's always the one that stands oh, out for yeah, me. Nathan Porritt, yeah, yeah. Like, Josh Walker, Josh Walker. Yeah. I, I'm good friends, with, good friends with Josh, and obviously Josh went India, didn't went to India, and he's came, he's came back now. He's playing for Edinburgh City, and um, he's living in Scotland now, and, uh, and, he's, and, he's, and he's well settled there. He's very good. Uh, technically, technically, Josh, Josh is is one of the best I've seen, and uh, I look at I look at I look at cats and I look at Lee, Lee Catmull and, um, and and players like that. You know what I mean? That they they had something they had. They had all these things, but it just didn't work out at the time, and I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it is their ability. You know what I mean? That I was I was never the best of footballers, but I had something. It was an awful club for me. You know what I mean? That we had a lot of players who came from the Durham area, the Newcastle area, the Sunderland area, and you know what I mean? Does it did it matter to them that that, that was was a new was a Middlesbrough at Sunderland a derby to them? You know what I mean? It was to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Middlesbrough Newcastle was always a derby to me. Yeah. It's like the foreign lads. Does it does it mean the same to to to, to players who, who are from the area? You know well, what I mean? It's that, never going to mean the same because they don't know what it feels yeah. like to be a Borough supporter. But it should do for me because the supporters demand it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because first fixture when when the league leagues out, like, you, you want to look at United. You know what I mean? But for me, it was when we played Newcastle. Monday night. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm buzzing. Sky game. You know yeah. what I mean? We can we can beat one Sky show. I really how good we are, boys. I know, but Gaston Ramirez ain't going to give a damn at Jimmy Lee's pace yeah. for hundred quid a year. For <laughs> yeah. he's, no, not. No, he's, he's not. He's not. But he should have done. I think that's something. Yeah. What's wrong with football? And yeah. you know what I mean? And 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 I, 
I don't, I don't know, and I, and I think that the, the way that we've we've managed to get Ben uh, at the club and Stewie at the club that that they instil that desire to the likes of Adam Clayton, who mm. shouldn't matter to Adam, but I, I see him going in tackles like he shouldn't. And Adam Clayton, Clare, George Friendo, yeah, people get the area. They're in the, the, the area, yeah. and, 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 and they listen and see and how much the football matters to people. And well, Clayton doesn't be fair, he's having it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, well, he's, yeah. he's not far away, you know what I mean? And I, and I think that, that that used to be a, a, a rule, a rule that you used to have to live within half an hour or 40 minutes yeah. of, of, of training rounds, and now you you know, I mean, you can go back to Paul Merson. You know, what I mean, Merson was a cracking player, great. Yeah, you know I mean, cracking. But you you can't commute from London every single day and have your heart in, in a football club. No, don't care what you say. And you know, what I mean, I'll I'll take the goals and the promotion and the Wembley appearance, which which was great. But I'd I'd have preferred probably not the promotion and him to live in the area and do it for two or three, four years and see how where we could have gone. Because, yeah, you know, what I mean, it just takes its toll and tra- driving takes its toll. We used to stay gathering towns and down Stinian. Yeah. Well, I've heard all the stories. <laughs> like, yeah, well, did he yeah. go? No, thankfully, no, because I, I, I might not come out the other end. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I heard all the stories and and, and seen the aftermath of uh, the state that they used to come in. So it was, uh, it was, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. And on the flip side, we're talking about youngsters and local lads. Do you think it's harder for foreign lads who were coming in? To- Get more of a chance because my example would be a Damatray or a like imagine a Borough lad with that much pace, that much skill, sixteen, and, and he just people were writing him off. Yeah. And now he's proving. Do you think local lads get an easier ride? Um, I think local lads probably do get an easier ride because I think they've got a little bit more support and, and the networks there to, to to help them and support them. But I don't think I don't think it's as easy now for a younger player to get through. And they've got eighteens, they've got twenty threes, and somebody posted on Twitter the other day that if you're twenty one, twenty two, twenty three year old and you haven't made it. That's what it was in Nicky Butt. If you haven't made it, then you might as well pack in. A little bit steep, you know what I mean? You might not make yeah. it at that football club, but there's Playing 92 football, other yeah. professional clubs plus non league that you can go and make a good living for yourself. Jamie, you know what I mean? Of that. course, yeah. he is, you know what I mean? Jamie. Well, Jamie joined Halifax, and I've got a good affiliation with people at Halifax, and same as Lee Gregory, who plays for Millwall, that Lee did the same thing at Halifax, and just after Jamie, that you can't give up, and. You've got to give it. It's a short career, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I mean, if you play five years, ten years, twenty years, then you know what I mean. You've lived every football, every young boy's dream at school. That you know, yeah. everybody wanted to be a footballer. If that's one game, ten games, hundred games, a thousand games, then so be it. You know what I mean. There's a reason for not making it. There's a reason for playing five games, ten games. There's a reason for everything. And if that's ability, if it's attitude, if it's a bit of luck here and there, if it's a manager not fancying you, you know what I mean, or fancying somebody else ahead of you, then. Just one of them things. Just gotta get on with it and yeah, do yeah. it and go and go, go and try another club. And if that doesn't work, you do it again. And it's not a court. I mean, you, people go about money. You know what I mean? And I can't buy the minute that that people will stay at a football club for money because the top players, multi millionaires, they're not playing games. They can go join another club, another football club, and go and get the same money and go, and go and play. Yeah. So what's the point? You know what I mean? That I read uh, there was a it was Ben Arthur for Paris Saint Germain celebrating his his his, his yearly. Is yearly not playing football, professional football game, and I was dis- I was disgusted. I was absolutely it just it ruined me night because I was just thinking <laughs> you're celebrating you haven't played a game of football in a year. Well, I would have given me left arm and still be playing. Yeah. The, the, it's just it makes you sick. But you know what I mean. He's the, money's money, and people do things for a reason. And yeah, you know, yeah. But it's everyone to their own. I suppose. I suppose there's more options these days as well. Because if you look at Josh Walker went to India, John Johnson went to India. Yeah, he's still Kurt, playing over there. Yeah. Curtis Edwards went over to Sweden. He was yeah, yeah. and he got into the Europa League. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was speaking to his dad yesterday, the, uh, two days ago. Sorry, um, Curtis's well. dad, um, Eddie, and um, Eddie's, Eddie said that Curtis has had the had offers to get him to go to Italy and go to Spain. And you know what I mean. So there's options for him to go. You know what I mean. So going to a 
a semi-professional team at the time when he went there. You know, I mean, he'd gone professional and, and done really well. And in the Europa League, that one good season can sort of career. That's a sort prime example of someone who needed to move away as well. Yeah. I think for Curtis Edwards. Okay, oh, Curtis was playing for his dad's team at Thornaby yeah. against against me when I was not manager, and you know I knew how good he was, so I'd stick to him, man, and him upset him, yeah. get him in a bad <laughs> mood. His dad had to bring him off because he was losing his head and. You've won then, but I yeah. knew how good he was, and that wasn't me being disrespectful, disrespectful out of him, but because I knew that lads would be playing against him with half the ability that kid's got. Yeah. But they could, they'd be fitter than him. Yeah. They'd kick him. They'd enjoy kicking him and enjoy yeah, ruining yeah. his game. But that's what non-league football is about. And yeah, yeah. when he's playing on a big platform and people are giving him a bit of time and a bit of space, he loves that. He loves it. He loves the nice pitches. He, you know what I mean? He, he, he can't be a bricklayer in a on a boggy side and, and, and build a build great foundation. So it's the same thing as a football footballer, you know what I mean? You've got to have the best facilities to, to really showcase what you're out and, and Curtis has shown that, that he can do that. Fair play to him, you know what I mean? I'm pleased for him and hope he goes on because he tried spending him who were flying now in non-league football but didn't work out. Tried darling, didn't work out. But he had to move away and go and go make a living. Done well, fair play though. Yeah. 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 Hope he does get that move and, and sort himself out and his family's life out for for the rest of the life. Yeah, yeah, good too, right? Good luck to him. Now we talk about Ben Arthur there celebrating his year anniversary. What is it you miss most about not playing football? Um it's, it's not the it's not the after game defeat and after game I'm tired and stiff and uh for for days on end. I think it's I think it's the it's the affiliation with players and the affiliation with fans and, and having that having that day in day out contact with with other players and um and you know what i mean having a job doesn't have that same feel and you know what i mean having the football banter and the change room banter and and taking that out on the pitch and and just enjoying living the dream of what you've done you know what i mean but it comes to an end because you know what i mean 39 year old and i couldn't think anything worse at the minute than playing football every day <laughs> <laughs> I honestly couldn't because i play football now and again and jeez it takes me it takes me four days to get over it and body's just not made to do it anymore and, and, I, and I get that and, and when I see people playing up to the 40 year old fair play at them how on earth they can get out of, out of bed the next day and go to training and it's just it baffles me but fair good luck to them because you know when it catches up on them maybe it's 45, 50 you know what I mean yeah, I, was, I was struggling then you're struggling to walk at times you know, with, with my Achilles and with so many injuries so you know what I mean? How some of them will feel when they're 50, 60 year old. It's it's your body's just shot to pieces. It's just it just just breaks down slowly, and that's what that's unfortunately that's what's happening to me at the minute. Just to end this, maybe what would you say your career highlight for Borough is? Because I imagine we've touched on it already. Uh, my, my, my career highlight has got to be uh, well, my debut will obviously be uh, stand out for me. But my my goals against my United. Yeah. You know what I mean? My my header, which. Never score ahead, you know what I mean. But to score it against Barthez and score a, a very good volley against Bosnich, yeah, you know what I mean. The two goals at home against Man United was just just surreal, you know what I mean. But to play against Man United is one thing. To score a goal against Man United is fantastic. To do it again was just it was just something dreams are made of, and you know what I mean. For the second goal was my last goal for Middlesbrough, you know what I mean. So it just meant it meant even more, you know what I mean. You always remember my last goal for your football club, and that was my last goal for Middlesbrough, my last game at home really for Middlesbrough. So to score it against my United, to win the game in the FA Cup, put us through the next round, and against a star-studded side and against a World Cup winner was just different class. And tell you what, though, don't get credit for it. if you weren't chasing down the keeper, like all the cup by the way, you wouldn't have got a header. Well, I know, and I like the videos that show it all. Instead of just putting the cross in nowadays, yeah, you just yeah. get you just get the cross in the header, don't you? But it was a, yeah. it was a, it was, and that's what I had, and that's you know what I mean. I'm not, I'm not shy and embarrassed to say I wasn't 
are very good. I wasn't the best of footballers in the world, but one thing I had, I tried, I ran, I ran my nuts into the ground, and, and, and I just I ran lost causes, and you know, I mean, that was a lost cause, and you know, I mean, a lot of players nowadays, they let the keeper have it, he'd smash a ball 60 yards further forward, Man United might score. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ran, he'd give it away, we broke out 3v2, and I managed to get the goal, and if someone else has scored, great, I've done my job. But with Borough as well, me. that's something that our fans really appreciate. That's right, we always wanted him. Tunchai Stanley was the yeah. same, wasn't he? Yeah, he just yeah. ran and yeah. the fans kept behind him. But things like, you see Davey, when Davey, Davey used to, he used to probably blow up about 80, 82 minutes, he used to have to yeah. come up and he can't even walk off the pitch, he's that, he's that drained and that dead yeah. and he's, he's at an age, you know what I mean, he does it for Derby now still and it's, Fans want to see that. Fans want to see lads coming off the pitch with nothing left. Yeah. Tank emptied. You know what I mean? They want to, They don't want to see lads coming off the pitch, going into town, running around. You know they want. They want. They want. They want to see everything left on that football pitch. Yeah. yeah. If that's left on the football pitch and you lose, got no qualms. That's, that's why we always want to do head of Bryce Davey. That's what it was. I couldn't head the ball like Bryce though. I don't know. No one could. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end it on that note then. Thank you. Thanks very so much for joining us, Andy Cheers, and pleasure. Jimmy. Cheers, Cheers for listening.